This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, L-L-C. Today is Thursday, August, August 18th, 2022. And now, after having this idea for a few months now on my notepad note, note, notebook, I wanted to get out my five-part depressing movie series from a few months ago. I am finally getting out for you now. These are going to be one movie from each decade uh, that I consider kind of a... Not the most pleasant movies, really kind of bizarre, strange, kind of like, what WTF, what the hell did we, I just watch type stuff. Only one movie was briefly mentioned back in April uh, in the, for the 1982 favorite movie section, but we'll get to that in, in the next episode. But just to not get too far off track, let's start with part one of five parts I choose one movie from each decade that I thought should be talked about, detailed more. These will most likely be the only time these movies are spoken about um, in these five-part episodes, with the exception of maybe the part five might get a movie discussion with people maybe one day. But for the most part, this is a one-and-done for my specific details, thoughts, and opinions of this kind of subject that I do want to get out for you. A heads up, if you're not into sad, depressing, dreary, moody stuff, I would have you skip these five episodes and come back on Sunday. Come back on Sunday, August 21st for a more joyful, more upbeat, positive, uplifting, um, much higher and more, um, overall type better type energy type uh, episode on Sunday which will be on a higher level than what this is about but first we have part one five part depressing movie series part one a clockwork orange 1971 is the chosen movie from the 70s about all this okay so like I've said with all all possible movies they they all have lots of bits of very interesting trivia. This movie has 200 bits of trivia. 200 bits of trivia and 73 bits of quotes. So if you'd like on your own time, check out all the possible trivia and also and all the possible quotes for this particular movie. Now, this came out in 1971. This was directed by Stanley Stanley Kubrick, who has a very specific taste of how he does things. He's not going to be, how you say, everybody's cup of tea. He did 16 movies in his life run of movies. This is not going to be for everybody's type of director for how he does stuff. Yes, he only directed 16 credits of movies. He's probably best known for Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying About... Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, 1964. Of course, 1968's 2001 A Space Odyssey, 1980's The Shining, 1987's Full Metal Jacket, and 1999 with Eyes Wide Shut, and then a number of other movies. But anyway, he he's... um. He's not going to be, he may not be a director you like compared to all the other directors. Let's just say it like that. Now, 
This movie got an X rating. Uh, definitely passed an R rating. Uh, this was considered both crime and sci-fi. I'll go over um, the more or less the storyline. And um, I'll give you um, what I can take from the movie from... Uh, this is really not... This is, again, one of these type of... This, it's one of these type of movies that I would say don't watch more than once. It's like, if you could watch this or read the book more than once, then good for you, but um, not the kind of stuff you want to watch multiple times. Pretty uh, disturbing stuff here. In the future, a sadistic gang leader is imprisoned and volunteers for a conduct aversion experiment, but it doesn't go as planned. Protagonist, protag, protagonist Alex DeLarge is an ultra-violent youth in future, futuristic Britain. As with all luck, he eventually runs out and, and he's arrested and convicted of murder. Murder. While in prison, Alex learns of an experimental program in which convicts are programmed to d detest violence. If he goes through the program, his sentence will be reduced and he will be back on the streets sooner than expected. But Alex ordeals, but Alex ordeal, ordeals are far from over once he hits the streets of Britain. Oh, that isn't that for sure. Being the adventures of a young man who couldn't resist pretty girls or a bit of the old, old ultra-violence went to jail, was reconditioned, and came out a different young man. Or was he? Right. Now, we're going to get to the song part in a sec. But let me just see what else to make sure I don't... Okay, so Alex was played by Malik... Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell, who's been in a lot of other movies since then, uh, even, even, uh, even in this now, uh, century of 21st century as well. All right, let me get to the music aspect and then, okay, so basically, all right, so in this movie, the, uh, the, the main character, Alex, likes, Listening to Ludwig van Beethoven. He likes to listen to Beethoven classical music from Beethoven. Now, I happen to really like Beethoven music as well, as well as whatever what the other the, whatever other composers from classical music as well, like Bach, like Beethoven, Bach, all that kind of stuff. But because this movie is very bizarre, strange, disturbing, unsettling, it can sometimes almost ruin the classical music of Beethoven for me because I like to listen to Beethoven in like a happy, uplifting type of way. It's one of my first kinds of favorites of music. But when it's, when it's for this character and this movie, it's a bit the opposite of a good, happy feeling, as you, as you could say. The other song aspect I want to mention outside of Beethoven with this is... There was a song from the 40s or 50s with a movie and song musical that had some guy dancing, the guy dancing, you know, to, um, performing dancing by Gene Kelly to a song, uh, called Singing in the Rain. If you like Singing in the Rain in the 50s, if you watch this movie, 70s onwards, Singing in the Rain will just not be the same also afterwards. So Beethoven and Singing in the Rain both not the same after seeing this movie. 
This movie's pretty sick. It's a lot of big, um, W, what, what, what the F did I just watch? Pretty, what the fuck? Fucking this, sh what is this shit? Fuck. Oh, wow. Okay, so that, that, that actor in the movie, born in 1923 Germany, passed away September 2018 at age 95. Interesting. Uh... Alright. Oh wow, a lot, okay, a lot of these, uh, actors and actresses have died already. But at least at the time of, at least at the time of this recording, the main, uh, protagonist, that main star actor, Malcolm McDowell is still currently alive, at least at the time of this recording. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, let me see, what else did I want to say? Again, this is not a movie I would recommend watching more than once. Uh, if you have to watch it once, that's more than enough, really, on my, my account. Alright, I'm not going to look up the rest of the, their actors and actresses, but I would say that a lot of them will probably be this, uh, passed away deceased already. Uh, let me see. Like I said, check out the trivia and quotes for yourself. Mentioned it, I mentioned about the Beethoven and Singing the Rain song stuff. Now I'm going to read somebody's quick little top review here. Our parts of it. Uh, they listed it as a grand piece of art. I would say that this movie is really a gem of an art piece. The use of excellent imagery coupled with the pretty out-of-the-place background score tells us about the uniqueness of this movie. Stanley Kubrick has really applied a lot of thought into this. The di director, the director wants the audience to feel something as bad, not just, not because he is showing it as bad, but because it really is bad. The background music accompanying the ultra-violent scenes is comical and not dramatic or anything else that is comically associated with such scenes. Okay, I'm going to skip the rest of those lines. Another glorifying feature is the central idea of the movie. If a human is stripped of the choice to choose from good and evil, he is no longer remains a human, he becomes a clockwork. When Alex is brainwashed and programmed to choose only good, he wasn't accepted by the society, and this shows the irony of the, objecti uh, uh, irony of the ob objectives of the British government. The word orange from the title presumably comes from the word outrange that loosely means man, and hence the title is so appropriate to the movie. The artificiality in dialogues and the sets give the movie a unique feature and enhance the grip on it. This also means that the viewer has got to got to be more involved. This is definitely one of the best one of the best te technically shot movies. Another masterpiece of Kubrick, like again, like I just said, the space uh, 2001: a Space Odyssey. So in the beginning of the movie, or somewhere in the somewhere in the beginning or so, uh, the, he um, he and his uh, he and his gang of people uh, get into a house and they um, they grape a woman, and I think the man that was in the house later gets his revenge on Alex, as you would see from watching later in the movie. Alex is chosen, uh, the rest unfolds as a saga of a very, very human characteristic. 
All right, that's all I'm going to say by that review. Um, this originally came out February 2nd, 1972. It's for a 1971 movie. This place, uh, it's supposed to take place in the future. Um, it's a bit long at 2 hours and 16 minutes. Um, you might think this drags on a bit too much. I know for me, I thought when I've seen it uh, once or twice, one time too many, that it is a bit too long. Let me see. It's based upon a book novel, but the novel and the movie are very different from each other. Mentioned about the music already. There's 72 lines of quotes. 200 bits of trivia. Which I'm not going to go over, but... I, li I really like any movie that has a whole lot of trivia. Because it's so, um... Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So many, very, very, very engaging trivia on all this. But I won't get into all of it. Whoa, 200, that's a lot. So this movie, I would say... This movie is definitely not for everybody. There's uh, a few. There's other things from Kubrick that you might like. Might like might that he did. That Kubrick did. You might like more than this. Some I already mentioned the sixteen. Uh, some of the titles he did. Um, yeah, this this is not a very friendly movie at all. By no means. Very controversial. Um, I, I, only for people that are real movie viewers to really check this one out. Uh, I'm just looking over some bits of trivia reading for myself here. Oh, well. Wow. Oh my god, yeah, this is not... Wow. Yeah, not, not a very, um, appealing movie to say the least. Oh, wow. Yeah, check, definitely, definitely check out all the trivia. Uh, pff, wow. Man. Very, very interesting trivia. Wait a sec, I gotta read one of these paragraphs for a sec. Enjoy the background music. Oh wow! So the person that did, the person that got involved in the grape scene actually thought that the scene was done well when working with Kubrick. Okay, wow. So yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Getting out of the trivia now. I don't want to get too sidetracked here. All right. So, Clockwork Orange is the first of five movies in the this is the first of five in the depress depressing movie series. Um, this is definitely for um, movie lovers, but not for the more casual general viewer. I would say this got an eight point three out of ten on the IMDb. Um. Just because I don't think it has a lot of rewatchability value for most people, I would give this a, um, 
uh, either a C minus or a D plus. This is not for everybody. Uh, probably avoid it for most people. It's gonna really me mind, mind, mind fuck your head, really. One of those bizarre movies that are really. I think I, I think I, I think it's really me messed up that I've already seen it once or twice. Um, yeah, C plus, C minus, C minus or D plus. Not, not very viewable for most. Uh, really ruins Beethoven and um, and singing, 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 uh, singing in the rain ruins both those songs. And I, I when I listen to Beethoven, I try not to think of Clockwork Orange at the same time. But yeah, that's I don't really have too much else to say about this one. Uh, but again, check it out if you've never seen it. Uh, if, but uh, only for the for the stronghold of people. And uh, yeah, we're gonna go lead into t uh, part two next. Tuning in. Tune in to the tune in to the next episode. Tune in to the next episode of the five-part series. Same bad channel. Same bad time. We're in part two. The 1980s choice of the five decade of the movies for depressing movie series, which I thought up a few months ago, but I'm finally getting out there. I'm going to be talking a little bit about... The last American version was a choice for the 1980s. So look out for next. Coming up. The last... The Last American Virgin from 1982. I'll give you some more thoughts, opinions, and details about that one. But, um, yeah, before I close this one out, I just want to say that this is most likely the one and only time on this entire uh, channel platform, uh, pretty sure, that you will ever, ever hear me talk about the, twi the sick and twisted and messed up movie that is A Clockwork Orange. So, that's a one and done but yeah, coming up next, to same bad channel, same bad time. Tune in for The Last American Virgin, 1982. And that's all for now. Even though this is kind of really messed up, sad, and uh, really sick, and uh, disturbing in all sorts of ways, I still have to leave this on a high positive note, so we can only say this now for sure in a high, uplifting, happy, joyful mode. Everybody dance and have a good time. One more time. Everybody dance and have a good time. This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment. L.L.C. Signing out.